Okay, there's this, there's this um, story that I heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman was being attacked in a parking lot. Or like, in, it was like a plaza or something. Something where there were multiple people in like hotels or apartments or something that could see the woman getting attacked. Mm-hmm. And they did nothing. And the reason that was given to me at the time was diffusion of responsibility. So they just, they claimed that the reason they didn't help is they thought someone else would help. Yeah, that someone else would step in. Um, which maybe that's part of it. But I, I would argue that um, the real issue is that the, it was a situation with which they had not been presented and they didn't know how to act. Mm-hmm. And fear always comes from not going, knowing how to act in a situation. But there's, importantly, something that I realized as I thought through this is that um, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how I... I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they were actually more afraid of the confrontation, the conflict, than actual bodily harm. And I don't remember how I made that jump, right, from, yeah. from thinking about um, the real cause for them not acting versus, you know, the two types of fear that you come across in that situation. But there are two types of fear mm-hmm. in that situation. There's fear for yourself, and I guess fear of how other people would perceive, right? But there's fear of, a fear of how other people will perceive you, and even the bad guy. People are afraid of being perceived negatively, even if it's a person that they despise. Mm-hmm. How weird is that? So one, they're they're literally afraid of an angry look. Yeah, that from the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He may not even have a weapon. He may not even be carrying, you know, he may not even look super intimidating, but they don't want to engage with him in a manner yeah. that would make him not like them. That they're, they see his, I guess, justification in themselves as like, oh, I better not interfere because he would look differently upon me. But right, yeah, oh, again, it's his. Bu- I, I'll, I'll be respectful. It's his business. His business. I don't yeah, know, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's even on a subconscious level. Even when it's horrific. Even when there's someone being like obviously attacked. There's a social stigma of like, should I intervene? Should I interfere? Mm-hmm. Is it my place? Is it proper? Right. I don't want to be improper. Yeah. I mean, look at the whole thing. Uh, what was it? The last Seinfeld episode. The guy got mugged and they just laughed and recorded. What kind of behavior is that, right? Where they took joy in watching someone get mugged. Right? Is that looking... That's different, I uh, guess. I need to watch that episode again because I'm lacking some context. I don't remember exactly what happened. Uh, Why were they laughing that the guy got mugged? So he was a bigger guy, you know, heavier mm-hmm. set guy. <clears throat> and the mugger comes up and says, give me your wallet and everything. And all they do is like, look at that guy. He's so, you know, big and everything. You know, this is hilarious because he's getting his money so he doesn't have enough money to buy food anymore. Ha <laughs> ha, that's good, you know. So they take pleasure in it. And they video record themselves doing it too. Jeez. Yeah. What horrible people. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go back through all the whole season. You know, they're like, oh, here's all our close friends saying we're horrible people. During the trial, you know? So it's like, they were horrible people. Yeah. Even to each other. But, but I think we're all that way. And that not even to that extent, where you may not necessarily be mocking the pain of another person, but there's this weird thing where we are 
evolved to seek the respect and um, adoration of our peers. Uh, well, beyond normal, yeah, beyond logic, beyond yeah. reason, even beyond self protection. Some people, some people will, will self, you know, will subjugate themselves uh, purely, purely out of the desire for um, positive reinforcement. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, or any type of interaction, really. You know, they'll they'll be like, "Hey, I did this for you, only for you. Will you give me praise?" And even then, it's it's something that could be totally out of the norm. You know, hey, I got you. <laughs> it's like, it's hey, you can take it off, man. You just. You like it. <laughs> You're going against the social norm, you see. <laughs> Continue. But, you know, people are like, hey, I like this certain thing. I think this other person would like this certain thing. I'm going to send him a bunch of things of what I like, and hopefully they like it too, you know? Wait, are we talking about like Facebook stuff now? Not like really. sending stuff that you like, like pictures? Not really pictures. More like, um, I guess like little gifts that you would leave other people you know it's like hey you know you don't know if they're really into what you're into so you're like hey i got you this whole cheesecake you know and you're like oh wait i'm a, i'm really allergic to dairy i can't have it you know and they're and then they're like oh my god what have i done you know they they feel so ashamed i guess would you say so they never want to have that interaction again ish <laughs> Yeah. Wait so, a minute. For a while, I thought you were way off, but maybe I think you're closer now. <laughs> you thought I was out there in left field, and I'm yeah. like, look, I found this. <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's one example, right? Where, yeah. like, you, you do something for someone, or you, you, you say, you engage with them in some way, and the response is negative, and then you are afraid of ever engaging with... You, you don't want that feeling ever again. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, to the point... To the point where you will sacrifice yourself, sacrifice things that you want that are maybe important for you Mm -hmm. or maybe important for your loved ones because you're not willing to engage, because you're not willing to tolerate conflict or or have someone perceive you negatively. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's even just like you don't go out of your way to ask someone out because you've been shut down a lot and you're not willing to endure that rejection, even though if you were to ask, you know, again, respectfully, politely and, 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 um, keep continue asking. You might get some game. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) by, by not asking, you're not allowing yourself to practice. Mm hmm. And by not practicing, you don't ever get good. And so you kind of have to have that exposure. You have to have that pain to get good. But you, you're you reluctant to. Mm-hmm. So to your own detriment, you avoid it because you're afraid of the stigma, the pain, right? Yeah. It's because you have that fear that's been ingrained into you before. Mm-hmm. You have the bad experiences that come back all throughout, you know, things. Mm-hmm. That does happen a lot with, like, people that get bullied at school. Yep. You know, they get bullied Wait, at school, continue. but they don't want, you know, they're like, oh, I've had this negative experience. I don't want to go back there. So they leave school. Yep. So I can see that. 
I'm saying yep, like I know, but I don't know. But, I but think you I don't know. <laughs> see, see, you never had much well, of the. I was, I was bullied, but not to the point where I didn't want to go to school. Yeah, yeah. Not to the point where you're like, I want to just not interact with anyone. Right. You know, and I can't really say that for myself. Where you know, I've been bullied, but not to the point where I'm like, I just want to go. Right. Well, I I have to the point for school, mm-hmm. but not for like life in general. Right. But again, yeah, it's am- it's amazing, man. It's amazing how much control that can be that that can exercise over you. Mm-hmm. If I know that you're unwilling to challenge me, on the flip side of it, right? Yeah. Now I'm now I'm the now I'm the uh, accoster, the <laughs> emotional accoster. You are the emotional attacky. Yeah, attacker. Yeah, attacky. Yeah. I'll be the attacky. You be yeah. You be attacky. Yeah. You. You <laughs> see, and it goes into like the whole thing about, I guess, different types of relationships too, because there's always like the dominant and the subordinate, right? Yeah, in any sexual relationship, there's well, a- there's sexual, but even like just normal people. Yeah, it's like Wait, you is this ha- your water. My, no, that's mine. yours. Okay. Um, By the way, do I look like Kung Lao? You you look like a very gardener friendly Kung Lao. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, yeah. You've yeah. you've come to participate in the Mortal Kombat <laughs> yeah, yeah, tournament, yeah, yeah. but you've also come to hang out by you know trim the bushes. <laughs> you done good. <laughs> wait, 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 sorry, I totally pulled this off. We were talking about um, a dominant dominatrix, dominant dominatrix. Dom- well, if your mind goes to that, but it can happen in friendships too, you know, because there's always the person who takes the lead yeah and they're like hey what do you want to do you know oh yeah in every relationship right yeah it does seem that way I have one friend though it's awkward (laughs) it does seem like in every and it can change right Mm -hmm. but it does so I have this one friend you know him his name's Mike (laughs) wink (laughs) like it's all code if I was to, yeah, what? Like it's all encoded, you know. His name is Mike. Mike. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Remember, find the hidden code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, uh, I'm curious. If I was to ask Mike, which one of us, you or I, mm-hmm. is the dominant one? To, to him, is the alpha in the relationship? To him, I'm curious what he would say. That'd be interesting. Yeah. We could do a psychological thing about that, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, who do you consider the more dominant here? Yeah. He might point to you because you have more of the business ended mind and, you know, you have that premise in work. Oh, Mike, I don't think Mike would ever point to me. You don't think so? No. Well, you guys kind of have that thing where he's like, I agree with the business end because of the whole system thing. Yeah. But then with a mind, I guess, because he likes music, right? Do you think you're superior to me, Mike? <laughs> I'll be superior to you. <laughs> I wonder if that's true. Rusty just has a belt and he's snapping. <laughs> wow, Rusty made this really awkward for Mike. <laughs> well, what do you got to say now? Bend over, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just... I don't know if that's related. <laughs> I just bend down, grab <laughs> Um... Interesting, yeah. Is there always is there always like a dominant person and a subordinate person in a relationship? 
friendship. Is that um, are we just evolved that way? Does someone self select as an out? Does someone get sort of naturally selected? Yeah, I think in our subconscious animal brain, we kind of just go, "Yeah, you take the lead," because I don't want to do anything right now. And then sometimes it kind of reverses too, where other people are like, "No, I want to do what I want to do." You know? Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's contextual, right? Like in this situation, I'm going to defer to you. Yeah. But in this other situation, I'm also going to defer to you. Here's an interesting thought. It could be that it's based on each personal strength that the person has. You know, that'd be ideal. Yeah. I know, I, my guess is it's not actually that way, though. I mean, that would be the ideal, right? Yeah, that's the strong, ideal. But it, it probably really is like whoever has the biggest ball sack, right? Like yeah. that's. And that goes for even female relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean that. Yeah, it does go for female too. Yeah, they have ball sacks. They have the uh, lioness. Yeah, you know the well, head of their the, group. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to talk to her because she's too popular. Do they have in, in, in like a pride of lions? Is there like a like the female version of an alpha? Yes. So when lionesses hunt, they usually uh, go in their group, right? Mm-hmm. But in the group, they always have the one female lioness that's always up front. Yeah, boy. So that you know, they're I like, know I mean out. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're zoologists, but mm-hmm. that makes sense. I mean, we put fiber anywhere we can, but yeah, yeah. We'll put fiber anywhere. Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So there's like they, they elect they elect like an alpha female also. I guess it's yeah, like because lions have harems. Do they? Yeah, oh, yeah. One male for all the females, right? And then the right. male will fight any other males that come along. So I guess it's who does he choose, or is it just them? Like the who does he choose? Which female is dominant? Yeah, I doubt it. I, I bet they all select right. He probably like. He doesn't care. He doesn't even hunt. He doesn't yeah. Even, he's not even, he's like, whatever. I, you like <laughs> you, to do what you got to do. You bring the food. <laughs> I'll be over here in the shade. Yeah. And I'll maybe kill a tourist. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Africa. Savannah. <laughs> Savannah. Yeah, cool. All right. Lions. So um, that, that's like the animal brain of your, you know, side. So the point I was trying to make is you need to, you need to flex that muscle because sometimes conflict is necessary for the ones you love or for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not always about guns or knives or life and death. Sometimes bravery is about being able to say something, knowing full well mm-hmm. that everyone in the circle who can <laughs> see you thinks you're a penis. <laughs> right? They think you're a dick, right? They, they hate you, right? Yeah. And that's like being able to accept that. Like, I'm going to say this because... My loved one or myself needs this, mm-hmm. and it's important enough that I'm going to be a dick here because I have to be a dick here. And because you're naive right now, whoever I'm talking to, <laughs> not you, this person over here is naive. They don't understand. They're, they're a rule follower, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. the case is, right? I, I'm dealing with someone who's in my way. Who's and not? And I got to be a dick because otherwise. I'm going to be forced to sacrifice unnecessarily because someone overlooked something, someone missed something, right? Mm-hmm. Or some rule was made, some law was created that was over strict, right? Some yeah. regulation was put in place. And it's going to stop me from accomplishing what I need to accomplish in life if I don't stand up and fight this fight here, right? Yeah. And everyone else who's just defending, doing their job, they're going to think I'm being a dick. And they're right. I am being a dick. Because sometimes you have to be a dick. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like that lady being attacked in the park, right? Yeah. Whatever the whatever the severity of it was, um, you would step you in. Gotta, you got yeah, you got you would step in. You got to flex that muscle. Mm-hmm. If you don't flex that muscle, you'll be petrified. You you know what I mean? Not just for bodily sake, although you have to flex that muscle too. That's the other half of it. Mm-hmm. We should all train. You know, <laughs> get. So it's a fight. Let's all go out in the desert and get swole. <laughs> and then we'll go fight Joe Rogan. Oh, it's cutting off blood flow. Indeed. Tizzy. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but look at the other side, too, that people have actually made whole careers on people that are, like, subordinate, you know? Dominatrixes, uh, motivational speakers can do it. Where they can do what? Like, they... They get people, they're like, you know, not sure what they want to do. So they get up on stage and they're they're flexing their, you know, their whole thing. They're like, I'm going to make you rich. I'm going to do this. I'm yeah. going to do that. And they just take advantage of them because they don't really have anything for them. So they get up there and they're like, you can buy a condo right now in Florida and it's totally yours for three weeks of the year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But we'll take care of the maintenance for a small fee. Yeah. That probably won't change. <laughs> it's, it's like a fixed rate. $300 a month, you have to pay it. For the first year, Yeah, it's fixed. But then we might After change that, it. <laughs> we if might we're going to change it, we'll let you know. Maybe, maybe Us not. Us and our lawyers, <laughs> we'll let you know. And we'll ask you See, if it's okay. And it's, the, it's that you know type of uh, confidence that it's more about, I want to just take you know from you more than give you anything of meaning. And that's happening a lot right now with like, uh, Twitch mm-hmm. because they have hot tub streamers. You, you know about those or no? I didn't know that was a thing. It is. So Twitch guidelines are like, hey, no real sexual stuff or anything like that. And they get around it. It's like, oh, I'm just in a bikini talking about anything in general and people donate. It's genius. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So get your bikini on. <laughs> Let's do it, Adam. Right. We'll do a hot tub stream. <laughs> yes. Just me in the hot tub going, welcome to the <laughs> floating on my back. We'll talk about gaming stuff. If it, if it need come, comes to it. Yeah. I mean, they do more than gaming, but it could be like life in general. Do they? I thought Twitch was only about games. No, no. They do all this stuff now. What? Like, come on. I hate, like, I hate when Newegg started selling extra crap. Really? You know, because it's like, come on, man. I'm, I don't want to, like, sift through all this other garbage, furniture. It, like, it taints the brand, in my opinion. Because I think about Newegg as, like, all this cool tech stuff. Yeah. And now I associate Newegg with, like, laundry machines, right? Okay. I think it affects your brands. I think if you want to sell other stuff, create a different store. Yeah. Newegg plus. Yeah. <laughs> new furniture. I, I, you know, whatever. Right? Yeah. Um, just, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it affects your brand. I think there's something to be said about brand uh, integrity. Integrity, homogeneity. Yeah. Yeah. Homogeneity. Either identity or integrity. I think yeah. a combination of the two. <laughs> but I get it's definitely homogeneity. I mean, when you think of like old brands that have gone out of business, mm-hmm. Radio Shack, um, other stuff. You know, what, what were their main focuses, right? Hmm. You know, 
Yeah, and that's fine though. I mean, that's just there's there's nothing wrong with starting a business that's going to fail in ten years because technology outpaces it, mm -hmm. right? And you can evolve along those same lines. Yeah, you can go along with technology. It's just choosing to ignore that. But if Radio Shack has suddenly started selling like, um, you know, donuts, that might have worked. But the point I'm trying to make is <laughs> that would be <been> cool. <laughs> Radio Shack, Come get your donuts. You know, yeah, whatever. Um. Oh man, something clothing. I don't know. Something else. It 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 blends the brand. You know what I mean? And then it's like it doesn't stand out to you as the place you go to do the stuff that you love. Yeah, it's just sort of like a Walmart at that point. Well, you know what's happening with like the fast food industry because of everything that's happening. A lot of the restaurants are starting what they call ghost restaurants. So it's like a Taco Bell, but they're also making McDonald's in there too. Like oh, because they can deliver. Yeah, it's like they're they're because using the same remote. kitchen, right? Yeah. But it's just one-stop location. That's just weird. That scares me. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. What about the combination, like, Pizza Hut and Taco Bells or, um, God, what else is there? No. No? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but it's, it's it's an idea of saying well, it's that. Just, it's the just kitchen, the color brown, you know? Just, that yeah. <laughs> Come eat brown. Yeah, we got brown. Brown? <laughs> brown. It's a good what, restaurant. What you like? You like you like a chalupa with like a Big Mac, <laughs> yeah, on top of a pizza, and it, done deal. Genius, <laughs> done deal. I'm sold. <laughs> Let me in. We're almost one step away from doing the whole dog food for people. You know, just dog chow, mm -hmm. people chow. Yikes! That's what that is. Yep. it's literally people chow. You want your people chow? <laughs> Come get your people chow now with flavor. <laughs> okay. What else you got? That's it for me. What yeah. else you got? Just riding the lost highway of broken dreams. Broken dreams. Lost series of lucid dreams. Lost yeah. series of what? This lost series of episodes that never came to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just make them, forge them. It's not too late. Forge that destiny. I just float in them. <laughs> forge it. To forge it, you have to have systems. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to change the world, you have to build automation. You have to build programs, nanobots, uh -huh. and they're called systems. <laughs> Each one of those nanobots cost me 23 cents. <laughs> <laughs> and there's 5 billion of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing with nanobots. They're so small, they would be efficiently easy to make, right? Dude, yeah. In theory. I, um, I started watching Doctor Who. Oh. So barely. What do you think of it? So I, I didn't watch the old ones. I started with Rose. So oh. the reboot. Yeah. yeah. Kind of newish. Yeah, newish. I don't know. 2003-ish. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I mean, it's interesting in the premise that he's like, hey, I'm just going to go through different area, you know, different eras. Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like Quantum Leap meets uh, General Hospital, I would say. I didn't ever see Quantum Leap. You never saw the Quantum Leap? Mm. Oh, man. Uh, it, premise, you know, the guy gets stuck in the flowage of time. I thought, so I saw, I used to watch sliders a lot. I kind of the same premise. Yeah. Okay. So it's just him, but he inhabits a different person each time he goes. Oh. So like one minute he's a woman, next minute he's a guy running a huge company and he has to set the timeline straight, you know? Okay. They're like, Oh, it says here, this guy's going to die at noon. You're supposed to stop him. You know how, right? That's interesting. Is it worth watching quantum leap? Maybe like three or four episodes. Okay. All right. So did you watch all of Doctor Who? Have you seen it all? 
I haven't seen all the old. I've watched when I was little. My mom would put on PBS. Okay. And it's like the old, old. Old school ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched that. Did they have the Dalek back then? Yes. They okay. they had that robot, but it was like, you know, the cheaply made one. Mm-hmm. So you got that. <laughs> Dalek. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> They're so awesome. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Dalek Khan. Dalek Khan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. That's good. Um, he's still alive, I think, in the current, where I'm at. I don't know if he dies, but he's still alive. No. Yeah, I haven't watched much of the I newer just, ones. I did not like how they ended this last season, though. Mm. They had uh, the battle with the master. Did you see that? I haven't. No. And it, at the end, they they the writers wrote themselves into a corner. They created a they created a villain that was so powerful and so sort of like all knowing that he, <laughs> he can't go anywhere. He, with he couldn't really be beat, and so then they had to give the doctor magic powers to take him down. Yeah. It's- the, so at the last minute. He got magic powers and killed the master. That's the like, MacGuffin, you know. Come on, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? It happens. Deus Ex Machina or whatever. De- Deus, whatever it is. Yeah, Deus Ex Machina. Deus Ex Machina. Was it a machine that gave him powers? No, it was just no. prayer. Oh, then, okay, that would just be, mo- no, Deus Ex. And, okay, okay. Yeah. Machina in- says that it's a machine. Uh, okay. That it's a tool. It's a tool. Yeah. Ah, yeah, no, it was like prayer. So Deus Ex Machinera is like, oh, I found this one machine that will fix everything, you know? It was a Peter Pan clap your hands moment. Oh, uh, yeah. And you got magic powers. And I believe. Suddenly undid all the things that had been done. and That's a cop out. Yeah, it's you wrote yourselves into a fucking corner with no idea on how you were going to get out. And then the show was due, so you gave him magic powers. And to the writers who wrote that episode, fuck you. You know what the worst ending was? Was for a soap opera. Uh, I think it was General Hospital. <clears throat> the whole ending, the you know the guys like the main characters in a coma, all this other stuff, and it crap's happening. The camera just pulls back, and it's a snow globe, and it's a boy holding it. And then the parents would go, "I wish I knew what was in that boy's head." You know, autism can be a strange thing. It was all an autistic child's imagination. The uh. whole show. Yes. Stupid Just ending. Spit on the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. Thanks for your two hours and your 20 bucks. You know? Yep. Fuck you. Go home. You <laughs> That's know what I mean? how it is. <laughs> it was like the infomercial late at night. Here you go. Yep. So that was one of the worst endings ever. Um, there's a new season of Rick and Morty coming up. Oh. I abandoned that. They started getting too pop culture-y. I of course. Yeah. It, it, it seems to happen to everyone after two or three years. They just... Look at Simpsons. They want, like they went beyond like the void, and they were just like... They're the center of the earth right now, so... Yeah. They're just... They're, where, the, where are you, Simpsons? Yeah. You're, you're, no one can relate to you anymore. You're, you're so relatable that you become unrelatable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's something that happens. Like, like I think the writers. What happens is my theory is the all the writers and in talent in the show mm-hmm. they get successful and they start circulating through Hollywood and they don't do stuff anymore. They're not living. They're not working at McDonald's <laughs> flipping burgers anymore. They're not you know building houses or, or, or sweating you know yeah. doing whatever they're supposed to do to make money. They're just in Hollywood talking to Hollywood people mm-hmm. about Hollywood. And then the show becomes naturally about what their experiences are, which is 
Hollywood. But the problem is, but they don't realize is all of us who watch TV, right, or mm-hmm. whatever, like we're not watching as much as you are, apparently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like we, we fall behind, right? Because we got day jobs. Yeah. So I'm not, so all of your pop culture references, they're just going over my head. You know I mean? <laughs> See, that's the thing. Um, people ha- can do like the pop culture stuff too. You know, you, you can keep up with certain things, but there is that point where you're just like, no, I don't really want to watch this new latest thing. You know, and you become numb to it. Yeah. You're like, oh, what's that? That is kind of a show. I don't know if I want to watch that, you know? Yeah. And you, like the whole Netflix thing, you know? Yeah. They're like, hey, we got this new series. We got this new thing. You're going to love it. And you're like, will I? Yeah. Do you know me? 